0: God said I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer.
1: My administration will be focused on three very important words, jobs, jobs, jobs. This man
0: must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentle man. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family
2: And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, uh, you know, we had uh, quite a weekend uh, over at the UFC. Donald Trump showed up and got a uh, standing ovation, you know, applause. Fighters who won their fights uh, jumped the octagon and shook his hand. The guy's a rock star. Meanwhile, you have Joe Biden at his local beach and people aren't even giving this guy a second look there's no cameras there's nothing now yeah sure he had secret service but he was walking pulling his own chair and somebody was filming him and nobody was looking at him people would walk along the beach and and not even pay him any attention which was kind of funny because you would think that the guy who got 81 million votes, the most votes in American history, would be having all kinds of fans cheering. And you think that they would want to take that as an opportunity to say, "How look how popular I am. You know, if I'm running for reelection, I'm going to want to sell that concept. I mean, Donald Trump certainly is, and it, he does it with ease. Will Kane was interviewing uh, DeSantis, and just gave DeSantis one beat down and why, why, like questioning why are you not connecting with your audience? Why are you not not connecting with Republicans? And of course, Trump's position on that is because he's not authentic, and that uh, he's a sort of a backstabber. That, that he trait you know, he was a traitor. He wasn't loyal. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. Meanwhile, the polls have Trump up like 60 to... DeSantis keeps going down below 19% now. But he's below 20%, 16% in some polls. And Donald Trump is just... His stock is rising. Despite a third indictment looming out of Atlanta... And, uh, you know, we all know what that's about. We're living in a banana republic. And there's just so much to this hidden agenda. You take take, um, Sounds of Freedom, the uh, movie that uh, Mel Gibson and uh, his crew put out, Ballard, um, the movie that they're putting out, that movie addresses human trafficking, especially with children and sex trafficking. But there's a lot more to this trafficking. Like I was talking to Paul Preston uh, not too long ago, and he was telling me about this California law where they're, they're pushing a law that says you can kill a baby up to 27 days old. Forget about infanticide. I mean, that's a that's unbelievable. Somehow because of the organ harvesting. So you have organ harvesting, you have sex trafficking, you have all kinds of weird stuff. You have adrenochrome. All this stuff I used to think was a conspiracy. I thought myself, I thought, that's a conspiracy. That can't be. But my goodness, it's true. And the more and more you dig, the more and more you find, and the more and more you realize. So, like, they had this um, two stories, Rolling Stone, where they were pushing this one Lolita-type movie. It was a French film. And at the same time, they're trashing as a conspiracy uh, type of thing the Mel Gibson movie and uh, for, on human trafficking which is odd sounds of freedom so we're going to play some audio though of um Dana White from UFC suggesting he'll you know that people buy uh tickets f- for uh their employees and things like that so we'll see a lot of other big news also is happening and it's uh, regarding um, the Netherlands. Two things happened in the Netherlands. And one, you'd think, oh, great, good things are happening. The leader, who is a Klaus Schwab disciple, uh, the Ruta four cabinet has fallen. So the WEF devotee, Ruta, and comrade of German... Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum and his government have collapsed. The asylum talks that have been dragging on for months have torn apart the partnership between VVD, D66, I don't know what these are really, CDA and CU. A last attempt to reach agreement in a crisis meeting on Friday also failed. This will enable the Netherlands to prepare for new elections, probably in the autumn. The cabinet will meet as a whole on Friday evening, 9.30 p.m. So Prime Minister Ruda will give a press conference. So what what ended up happening, really, is you know, he was biting off more than he could chew with respect to trying to control the food hubs. And I had played a couple of clips related to this Ruda character, the Prime Minister of the Netherlands, and and um, he was basically attacking the farmers. He wanted the farmers to basically be, go out of business. He was going to buy them out. Hopefully the farmers would give up their land. He would seize their land, control the food. The Netherlands, which represents, they're the second biggest food ex- exporter. Forget about per capita. They're the second in the world to the United States. And they're small. All they do is farm. So he was basically going after their entire way of life and trying to control the food supply, just like World Economic Forum and the globalists want to control the energy supply. And they want to uh, control the slave labor. And they can achieve both of those, the energy supply, by digitalizing the energy, by making it electric. Fossil fuels, you know, comes right out of the earth. I guess electricity also is, involves coal and, and uh, mining uh, for nickel and uh, cobalt. But nevertheless, they can control electricity much, much more differently than they can with gas. So they could control your energy and they could also use climate, these regulations, as a way, just like they did with COVID. They drum up, you know, some sort of a crisis. And they're saying that your health is related to the climate. And that the reason why you have health problems is because of the climate. That we need to do something about the climate. So we're going to spend $200 trillion, $200 trillion with a T, as in tr- trillion, and... You're going to spend this money. How are you going to get the money? You're going to regulate the people to get the money to go green. And I've been running with this uh, new research that I discovered. I don't think it's new research, but it's research that was new for me because I just discovered it last week. I ran across these studies that basically said that um, it's not, the temperatures aren't rising because of the elevated CO2 levels. The CO2 levels are rising because of the temperature, which is cyclical, which is natural, and that we're not in the hottest period, and that we're actually cooling down, not heating up. We've been heating up since 1850 and probably beyond that. And so the world has been warming. And as the world warms, so does uh, as the temperatures you know rise, so does CO2. By but it lags. CO2 lags by about 800 years. But we're using this elevated CO2 that basically is 800 year old data. And we're using it now to tax and regulate and redefine energy so that they can control you. And that's uh, that's a serious business right there. Um, yeah, we will go ahead and take this call. Um, we're not going to have a lot of time today to take calls, but we'll take this one. Caller, you're on the air?
1: Uh, yeah, real quick, Scott. I just want to say, get back to this real quick, this movie, Sound of Freedom. I saw it last night for the fourth time. Um, If this movie was a Hollywood movie, which it's not, it would be nothing but talk of Academy Award winner, and it would be the buzz of uh, the world. But because it's a Christian uh, organization, Christian people, Jim Caviezel, of course, CNN is uh, passing it off as a QAnon conspiracy theater. Uh, who's my opinion is just nothing CNN is nothing but um, uh, in my opinion uh, homosexuals and pedophiles as far as I'm concerned who run that organization a majority of them but what what I wanted to say about this movie it's such a significant movie it has such an impact i bought I bought ten tickets to pay it forward I've seen it four times uh, it's one of the most significant movies of our lifetime that people should go to see I don't know if you had a chance to see it yet uh, but I, I suggest every person in this country should see that movie, which that won't happen, but uh, they're more interested in Flash Gordon movies, uh, bringing their kids instead of educating them on child trafficking. I was a co-founder and vice president of Californians for Missing Children in 1988. Uh, I was ringing this bell then. I was shocked what the FBI told me, what they did to little kids. There were three kidnappings in San Francisco where our organization was uh, Californians for Missing Children and uh, within a, a six-month period where they just grabbed them right off the street it, it, th- this, this movie has such an impact uh, but the good thing about it it's finally brought it to the forefront and hollywood tried to stop them from bringing this movie out for five years they finally got it out god bless these people for doing it this angel uh, uh production company appropriate name for them and i'll tell you something i just want everybody real quick to please go see this, support okay. this movie. Now,
2: it is going to come out on stream uh, in a couple of weeks, I believe. Uh, but let me ask you something. Um, one one question, then we got to go. But um, uh, the question I have is, how, how, what would be the youngest person that you you would want to bring to that movie?
1: I, I think a 12-year-old could see it. I really do. There's no gratuitous violence. They don't put any... And they, even though it's a subject of child uh, pornography, child trafficking, sex trafficking, they never show, they just let you know that's what's happening. So, anybody, I think, from 12 years up uh, could see that movie. And they wouldn't, uh, they really need to see it because it will educate that child too, as well as letting you know that, hey, you've got to be careful out there. But uh, and if a parent doesn't go see this, um, they don't think this can happen in their backyard. They're they're sadly mistaken. And there's a very good movie. I'm am going to take it from the take it from the movie. What if this was your child or your son or your daughter or your granddaughter or your grand uh, son? What would you do? Right. And that's I'll leave it at that. So, but please, uh, I hope everybody. You know, thanks for taking my call. But uh, anyway, I hope everybody sees this movie. It's a it's a movie that's going to change the movement in America. And it's going to get that wall built, and it's going to bring America back to America. Because people, I've never seen a movie where at the end of the movie, they get up and give it a standing ovation.
2: Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you. And take care. All right. Bye-bye. All right. So, um, you know, one of the things that's interesting about that is that... um, Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, well, we're going to play a clip. And then um, I also wanted to wrap up the Netherlands thing. That's what I, That was what was on my mind. Um, one of the things that's interesting about that is what I was going to say is, is that th- it's not just this human trafficking and this sex trafficking and this perversion and the adrenochrome and the lack of ethics. I mean, I remember when it was a debate, um, you know, for uh, um, stem cell research, you know. Uh, from abortions and stuff like that. Now they're selling body parts, and they're selling body parts for... They're pushing an agenda out in California that's 27 days old. You can kill a baby and uh, abort a baby by murdering it and uh, sell the body parts. And organ... You know, they're treating infants almost as if, like, like livestock or, um, or uh, you know, food. Like parts, body parts, you know, like they're just basically harvesting human beings and then taking their stuff and giving it to, I guess, the elites. Um, I, there was a Sandra Bullock, uh, uh, Ellen DeGenerate um, uh, sh- a show where she was, uh, Sandra Bullock was talking about getting injections of like human flesh. I mean, you know, it's just, and they, they would call it from foreskin from China, uh, foreskin like snip. Um, but in any case, we're going to listen to, uh, uh one of, oh, so the perversion part is also in the Netherlands is this over the weekend, I guess it was, they had a miss Netherlands, the miss like universe, uh, type of deal, a dude, a dude one, <laughs> you know, it's just crazy. We're living in this post-truth world, is what Eva Vlardingerbrook said about it. Um, but we're going to go ahead and take a listen to Dana White talking about Sound of Freedom. Let's take a listen. All right. And here we go. buddy. Hey everybody, I'm Dana White. Hey everybody, I'm Dana White. There's a new movie out called The Sound of Freedom. And it's about human trafficking. More importantly, the trafficking of children. This is a disgusting, horrific issue that's happening all around the world, and it's not getting better, it's getting worse. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give any of my UFC employees that want to see this movie free tickets to go see, and I would like to encourage other executives to do the same at their company. Here's Mel Gibson with some more information on The Sound of Freedom.
0: One of the most disturbing problems in our world today is human trafficking and particularly the trafficking of children. Now, the first step in eradicating this crime is awareness. Go see Sound of Freedom.
2: So, yeah, that's a pretty good announcement right there, and uh, an incentive to go. Here's what Mel Gibson said many, many years ago. um, 1998. Mel Gibson, Sound of Freedom is the Real Deal, warned about the evils of Hollywood in 1998, predicted how they'd turn on him, alludes to actors being actual demons. He knows something very dark and wants to expose it. The seriousness in his voice is chilling. Let's take a listen.
0: the first time I really came over here, you know, I had a whole bunch of weird 1998. Paranoid suspicions. About what the hell was going on? Because there was a lot of stuff I couldn't understand. Right. Um, and nobody was really bothering to explain it to me. They don't. And I formed a bunch of opinions about the town and about the people in it that were like, surely that couldn't be. The whole place can't be like you know weird town. You know where the stranger wanders in and and all the people are in the bar and they all shut up when he looks at him and. Mm-hmm. and, and they tell you, don't go out of the house on the hill. It's like that. Mm-hmm. And then you go away and you think, no, that's, I was wrong. I mean, that's insane thinking. I'm paranoid. I imagined that stuff. That couldn't be the reason for why so-and-so was acting like, could it? Mm-hmm. And then you find out later on the track that you are exactly on track. Mm-hmm. With a lot of this stuff, that some of your worst nightmares were real at the time. And you think,
1: mm-hmm.
0: a place like this can humiliate you. Mm-hmm. And it can be, it can either, it can humiliate you, it can be humbling, I mean, it does rip your life to pieces, if you'll let it. Yeah. And it's always pounding at the walls, these little guys, these little heathens with no soul downstairs with horns on their head. You can't get mad. Mm -hmm. You can't let it get you, because you have to have, you have to make a deal with everyone else, and it's almost unspoken. That you are going to be fucked over at some point by people who you may have done something nice for mm. and it may happen that by circumstance or even very purposefully and I've often felt that I've sat there and I have felt the knife slip firmly in between my shoulder blades and tried to have it shove through the other side through my heart no, he came to see me on a rooftop in New York. I said, hey, can I can I talk to you? And he said, sure. He floated in, mm. sideways, mm. through a crowd of people. He was wearing black, and it was like one of those old vampire movies where they don't walk, but they drive. Mm. The, the air had turned cold. Mm. And then he left, and I, I wanted to leave. <laughs> and because I knew that I didn't want to work with him. Yeah. And he was getting scary. Yeah. And then I turned around and it was on top of the Peninsula Hotel. I turned around to avoid his steady gaze at one point. And I was looking at the building with the top of the sixes on it. So there was a huge illuminated triple six in red. And I went from that to that to that and he started smiling. (laughs) And I thought, oh, no, Chris Walken is the Antichrist, you know, (laughs) I'll think. And for, and you'll resent it for a little while, mm-hmm. then you have to let it go. Otherwise, you'll you'll eat yourself alive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think it takes that kind of cockroach resilience to survive in this town. First time I
2: re- cockroach resilience. Sorry about the uh, language there. I forgot that he had said a curse word there. Um, but I've actually been to the top of the sixes um, in New York City when I lived there. Um. Wow, though, that, that's a spooky story. And um, there's just so much more to it. Like, you take this, for example. Democrats, Democrats. Their, Senator Wendy Rogers shared sexual images of Hunter Biden with her more than 300,000 followers on Twitter. And... The Democrats threatened to prosecute her and using some sort of a weird statute, says videos and pictures of Hunter Biden with underage girls under various revenge porn statutes is what they're using. But the question would be, why aren't the Democrats worried about prosecuting the Bidens for abusing kids? I mean, it's absolutely stunning, right? That... The Democrats, to protect Hunter Biden, are going to use revenge porn statutes to go after a senator, Wendy Rogers, because she's exposing the truth about the Biden crime family and about their sexual perversions. I mean, we have a diary of the daughter saying that she had inappropriate showers with her dad, Joe. Who's now the president? Uh, I mean, it's it's limitless. It's unlimited amount of crap and chaos. You don't have to look very far. And all of this truth is being censored and shut down. And that's a sad story. I, on Facebook, just said this. I posted this on Facebook. I said, why... And again, I have a secondary account because my main account got shut down. I had the maximum number of friends you're allowed to have. It was a great uh, uh, way to communicate thoughts and ideas with a large group. They shut me down on that one. But I have this other account and I just post some stuff. And I said, you ever wonder why it is that women don't transition to be men to compete in men's sports? You know, you, don't, you never see it go that way, right? And Facebook blocked it and censored it. Because I guess I said, you know, I was being tongue-in-cheek. I'm sure that maybe there's a woman that transitioned to a man and is, you know, doing a pistol shoot or uh, archery, you know, something to where it's not physical as much as it is accuracy and whatever. Nevertheless, that was uh, censored. And so, you know, Zuckerberg, he has the nerve to open up threads, this new product of his, that is designed to compete with Twitter because the powers that be are so afraid of Twitter. And I just think that anybody that's going to, you know... uh, make a choice on their social media platforms ought to choose truth social and Twitter over anything related to Mark Zuckerberg, who spent $400 million rigging the 2020 elections and who censors uh, truth tellers and truth seekers like there's no tomorrow. Nobody censors more than Zuckerberg. That guy is pure evil. And he's never going to not be rich. He's always going to have influence. And, you know, there's no doubt he's smart, but he's also a radical socialist Marxist who wants his Democrat candidates to win. You know, they had this shooter shooting up New York City on a scooter over the weekend. And, um, you know, he's getting light treatment. Pictures of him smiling, being escorted by the police. and Now, he's got a $500,000 bond or something like that. But, you know, these criminals are getting off light. In Mayor, Bra- you know, a DA uh, Bragg, Alvin Bragg, is, you know, a Soros-funded DA. Just like Kratzner and, you know, all these different um, DAs, right, that are soft on crime allowing criminals to rob stores and get away with it without even being arrested. Now, if you and I did that, we would be arrested. Our lives would be ruined. We'd lose our job, whatever. But these people, these fools, can get away with it. They call and it's in the name of reparations. They have, they deserve it. They deserve everything they get for free. It's, it's, it's crazy. But here's the kicker. Is George Soros is financing a terror group built by leaders like Alvin Bragg and Krasner and all these other, you know, Soros funded DAs, who are basically allowing an army of American hating thugs to kill Americans and rob from Americans and destroy and divide Americans and this is what's happening it's like a terror organization that's basically has an army of sugary and it's 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 almost like they don't even have enough of these that they have to import them through our open borders and all the while registering them to vote on these online registrations sending out their ballots willy-nilly, collecting those ballots and filling them out without their knowledge because they're never going to vote. They're not civic-minded. They're told not to vote so as to don't vote because we're going to take your ballot and vote for it, vote, vote that ballot for you. You start showing up and acting like you want to vote, and that's going to create red flags. That's going to raise some eyebrows. That's going to alert some people that there's a rash of people that uh, are showing up to vote and they've already voted by mail. Right? So these ballot harvesters are picking up these illegals ballots, the illegals that are not allowed to vote. And those ballots are then being filled out by the harvester, packed up in a bag, stuffed in a drop box or mailed in by the U.S. Post Office, I would love to see the U.S. Post Office video video um, these, <clears throat> these deliveries. I wish there were some conservatives that still work in the U.S. Postal Service that would video the crimes that are being committed by these ballots. And also, one other thing, these registrations, these online registrations that are put up by Twitter and uh, the old Twitter, Facebook, Zuckerberg, they're all doing it google and i wish there was a way to audit these systems because i guarantee you you would have you would have basically you would have one mac address or a device id representing thousands of re- registrations i guarantee it like if you were to audit the online registrations right you would see that there would be thousands of registrations coming from one IP address. Better yet, forget about the IP address, a MAC address, which is basically a hardware device address. Like a machine that's basically going through a database, whether it's Catholic Charities, because they keep a database, they put a photo on file, they get someone a tracking ID of some sort, and they get these collect these databases and they have these automated bots that basically get the id log on upload the photo that's been taken by catholic charities or whoever you know because you need a photo you need an id you need an address you need the just the right things and if you and i tried to do it it would be like wow this is complicated this is kind of a hard thing to do But these bots already have it scripted and they can basically register an illegal within 10 seconds, upload the photo, uh, put the thing in, uh, you know, all the data in automatically. And that's why they had these online registrations set up. And I actually think that online registrations should be banned because that's also the source of fraud. These online registrations are what enabling the ballots to be sent out into the communities, to be picked up by the ballot harvesters and to be filled out by the ballot harvesters and to be dropped off by the ballot harvesters over the course of 30 days. One, first in the name of COVID, which is how Joe Biden got 81 million votes, But they're, they're now going to continue this COVID-like structure because they're, they're going to sell it as, wow, it worked so well. The voter turnout was really pleasant. It was really good. You know, it empowered Americans to vote. No, it empowered Democrats to cheat. And that's all that happened. And the way you know it is by what we saw this weekend when nobody gave two cares about Joe Biden being at the beach. And yet, Donald Trump walks into T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas for International Fight Week for UFC 290 and was treated like a rock star. I mean, think about it. My boy, uh, Bo Nickel won, Penn State wrestler. But yeah, so let's take a listen to um, Switch Gears a little bit. We have some audio clips we want to get through. Uh, This is Tucker Carlson um a couple of tucker uh carlson um exchanges with uh russell brands let's take a listen
3: we but we were all amongst us thinking where will tucker go is it going to be Tucker? is it will he be joining us on rumble will you like will you set up your own thing what was it about uh, your conversations with elon musk that led you to work there on twitter
4: well i don't work for elon um he's paid me zero money Um, I don't think I ever want to work for anyone again. I've Mm. done that. Um, I'd like to make money. I mean, I've, you know, I think that's fair. I've made zero money, uh, since I left. Um, and that's fine. But at some point I'd like to, but I'm not working for Elon Musk. He hasn't offered to hire me. And if he did, I wouldn't accept. Um, but what he's done is offered me the, what he's offered every other user of Twitter, which is a, you know, a chance to broadcast, your views without a gatekeeper there, um, but I do think you know. I think the technology at Twitter is my expectation uh, is evolving, and I think you know the subscription model, you know, might work or it might not. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but I think it might, and um, and I plan to I plan to stay there. But what social media offer in the short term, at least for me, uh, is an audience, but also a reason. This is personal, but a reason to write. I can't think clearly without writing. You know, I started in this business as a magazine writer and a book writer, newspaper writer, and I need to write things out. I'm very dyslexic and I can't, you know, I have trouble processing information in certain ways. And unless I'm forced to write a script, I can't really decide what I think about something. And so the daily or regular discipline of writing a script forces me, and in some cases, it really is forced. I don't want to do it. I'd much rather go fishing or bird hunting, you know, I would. But if I have to, I will, and there's something wonderful in that. You know, writing a script as you know, forces you to think through everything about the issue, have to have a much deeper understanding of it. At least for me, that's true. So, um, I
2: we but, I thought that was pretty cool that exchange, and then this one is also quite good. Uh, Trump is the only person who's saying why he's talking about Ukraine here. Let's take a listen to this. I think
4: looking back on this 10 years from now, assuming we're still around, uh, I think we're going to see Trump's emergence as as the most significant thing to happen in American politics in 100 years because he reoriented the Republican Party um, against the wishes of Republican leaders. Uh, but when I think about Trump right now, so it's July of 2023, you know, I'm struck by his foreign policy views. You know, Trump is the only person um with stature in the republican party really who's saying wait a second you know why are we supporting an endless war in ukraine and that you know leaving aside whether trump's going to get the nomination or get elected president or would be a good president you know i can't even assess that all i can say at this point is i'm so grateful that he has that position he's right and everyone in washington's wrong everyone Mm -hmm. and trump is right on that question and it's a big question that war is reshaping the world it's reshaping the economy of the world it's reshaping populations the ref i mean i was just in romania last week you know which is of course shares a border with ukraine it, the the refugees in that region the number of people killed in that war i mean europe will never be the same because of this war and it really matters and trump alone among Popular figures in both parties understands that, and I'm grateful for it. Whether he gets the nomination or gets elected, you know, words really matter. Saying something true out loud matters,
2: and he is saying true things about Ukraine, and God bless him. That's how I Well, Lindsey Graham, uh, speaking of that war, supports Ukraine in NATO now, <laughs> which is NATO aggression on steroids, and uh, NATO expansion is ridiculous. I think Japan is being considered but been rejected. Um but still, you know, NATO I think is disgusting at this point. I think NATO is disgusting. I think the UN is disgusting. And if I uh if I was president, I would get out of both. I, I would I would I would tell them they're on their own. Play amongst yourselves, these little stupid kid games that you're playing. Uh, because it's pure evil, and it's all connected with big corporations and their donors. You know, when uh, Will Kane was interviewing uh, DeSantis and saying, "Well, why are you not resonating? You know, with the uh, constituent base? Why are you not resonating with?" It? And you know, of course, Trump said, "You know, because he he uh, tr- was it like a traitor. You know, he he shouldn't have run. This wasn't his time." But he did. And it reminded me of Jeb Bush because his only response was, well, we're generating the most money that any candidate has generated ever. That was his response. Well, the 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 money train uh, doesn't suggest that we're not doing, you know, that we're that we're doing poorly. It, It suggests that we have lots of interest But we all know that money is coming from the globalists. That's where the money is. That's why it is the case that um, CNN can afford to lose all of their watchers and viewers and still spiel their propaganda, not even tweak, not even worry about their um, low ratings. Because they don't really care about the ratings. They care about the money. And the money is coming in from Pfizer and BlackRock and Vanguard and all the companies that they own are instructed of where they can invest their money, what media outlets should get their money and what media outlets should not. And that's exactly what's happening. Full control. Now, I have some pieces also on weather. I want to play this one on weather, and then we're going to get to some election fraud stuff as well. Um, So, this is a really good piece. I played something similar last week. I'm playing this one because I thought this one was great. Uh, This is about how CO2 follows temperature, not the other way around. The best available scientific data shows that the Earth's temperature always rises first. And then, and this rise is then followed by a rise in CO2, and not the other way around. So let's take a listen.
3: The modern warming of Greenland has been going on since 1850, long before human-generated CO2 was increasing. In general, there's a consistent warming pattern. The best available records of temperature and atmospheric CO2 over the past 650,000 years indicate that the Earth's temperature always rises first, followed by a rise in carbon dioxide.
5: Published papers clearly, clearly shows that it is always the temperature rises first by at least several hundred years to a few thousand years and then the carbon dioxide curve responds and it follows. So it it is a very clear scientific consensus on this issue. If you started to warm the surface ocean temperature, the ability for the ocean water to hold this carbon dioxide in the system is a lot less, meaning there will be more of this carbon dioxide effusing
3: out. Scientists are also looking at the ice cap on Mars. It's been shrinking like the Earth's polar ice caps are shrinking. Mars isn't affected by CO2 we create to make iPods or grow more food, but it is affected by the sun's radiation.
5: You clearly see drastic warming okay, and melting of the ice cap. Okay? There's no doubt that something natural occurring that has caused the ice cap to melt away on Mars and that forces could not be uh, human emission of carbon dioxide.
3: Scientists are also expressing concern about the distortion of the science.
5: Those views are indeed promoted by political bodies which is uh, the Intergovernmental Panel for Climate Change and there appears
1: to be a corrupted process, in my opinion, of, of their bodies. There's a science document, which is really written by scientists for scientists. There's also a summary for policymakers. It's put together by policymakers, and in many cases, they go back to the scientists and say, can you change the science document to match our summary? We want to beef this up. We want to make it look worse. That's not the way science is done.
5: I think science and scientists are being misused in a lot of ways.
2: Yeah, i mean that is uh true that's that was true about covid vaccines and everything else in between really um again there and you can see that it's not just the pandemic or the vaccine or climate it's always a political solution a governmental solution like an overreach of power and in, in uh Infringement on your civil liberties. You're you're, you're the old one that you're the only one in this relationship that's going to pay, and that's the disturbing part. So here um, we were touched on this earlier today. Dutch farmers ready for election after Rutte government collapses. The Dutch Farmers Party is ready to fight a general election. Its leader said after the Netherlands government fell amid divisions over migration. This migration is also impacting uh France in a big way, um but you know too many people are dying at the hands of these uh third world um, you know animals that that are coming up through uh these open borders in europe, and also it's happening here in America and again, when these things start happening all at once like like you got um You got uh, France now. uh, Emmanuel Macron is approving um, Ukraine's entrance into uh, NATO. And at the same time, Lindsey Graham's doing the same thing. These are all globalists. So, you know, it's kind of interesting that this all happens in concert with each other. Like, it's almost like orchestrated. Like, there's a conductor, like a Klaus Schwab conductor, that's, Putting out this agenda and it's not by mistake. I mean it happens in sync with in synchronicity almost every single time. And it just it's not by mistake. Here's a, a piece on DeSantis and then we're gonna get to something else. This is we're gonna get, pivot to elections here in a second.
4: Donald Trump is trouncing Ron DeSantis. I mean, it's not even remotely close. You look at Rasmussen, you look at Emerson, you look at Harvard-Harris, you look at the ABC Washington Post polls. Every one of those polls shows Donald Trump soundly beating Ron DeSantis. Uh, So I think, look, Ron DeSantis, or team DeSantis, is banking on that Merrick Garland is going to use lawfare Mm -hmm. to imprison Donald Trump. That's literally their strategy. Ron DeSantis was given Fed garbage polls. He made bad decisions based on flawed assumptions. Mm -hmm. And he's going to pay the ultimate price in the end. And the unfortunate part is that I actually like Ron DeSantis. I think that he had a bright political future. And I think he's a great governor of the state of Florida. But I think that he's going to pay the price. Donald Trump is...
2: Yeah, and you know, I feel exactly the same way that guy uh said. Uh, I think it was Jason Meister. Um, Jason Meister, so uh yeah, that's his name. And um I like Ron DeSantis. It wasn't his time. Why do you want uh Trump two point when you have the Trump? <laughs> you know? I'm it just doesn't make any sense. But you know that the reason why he's generating so much money is because he's being paid by Paul Ryan's globalist associates, and Fox News is hamstrung. They're just as they're becoming just as bad as, and like I say, I, I don't even get I don't get Fox News anymore because I gave up my YouTube TV uh, right after Tucker was gone in April, and uh, that was it for me. Um, I might get my cable back when college football season starts because I love college football. Um, and I've been following the Colorado Buffaloes and, uh, the Deion Sanders story out there. That's kind of interesting to me. But, uh, other than that, um,
3: uh,
2: you know, I, uh, I'm not watching Fox news except maybe sometimes at the gym on the treadmill and that's about it. All right. So there was a really good, um, a set of posts. Well, (laughs) okay. Kareem Jean-Pierre is still like just basically downplaying the dime bag of cocaine. Well, that's going to blow up this week as well. Congress is back in session as of Tuesday, uh, this week. And, uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what kind of oversight it develops. Uh, now that Congress is back in session. Uh, that's one number two, there was a really great, uh, set of pieces related to election fraud. And I'm just looking at my clock and I'm looking at the timing. This Kenoa, the K- Kenoa, the the great says video surfaces of Fox News stars, Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, and Sean Anna slamming Trump's insane voting machine fraud allegations as absurd. There's that. But then there's also these Democrats basically saying that voting machines, um, Uh, voting machines, uh, all these Democrats are saying voting machines could be hacked. Virginia just stopped using touchscreen computer voting because it's so vulnerable. We need to look at all the voting machines. Every secretary of state needs to be you know, assisted in making sure that they are not being uh, hacked and, and attacked.
0: I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable.
3: Our researchers have repeatedly de- demonstrated that ballot recording machines and other voting systems are susceptible to tempering. Even hackers with limited prior knowledge, tools, and resources are able to breach voting machines in a matter of minutes. In 2018, electronic voting machines in Georgia and Texas deleted votes for certain candidates or switched votes from one candidate to another. The
2: biggest seller of voting machines is doing something that violates cybersecurity 101, directing that you install. You know, it's the same thing. Like, they, like, they, they, they liked Twitter. Uh, the Democrats liked Twitter when Jack Dorsey was running the show. Now they hate Twitter because Elon Musk is running the show and wants to just basically stop censoring, right? So they all are now getting around and endorsing um Facebook and their new product Threads that competes directly with Twitter. It's the same concept. And Kramer was on basically saying Zuck can outperform Twitter any day of the week, right? Zuckerberg's Threads is better than Twitter. And so they're all pushing it because they control, they own, they got uh, an ally in Zuckerberg. Let's take a listen to this real quick.
4: The way these attacks work is that before every election, every voting machine needs to be programmed with the design of the ballot, the names of the races and candidates. And voting officials do that by inserting a memory card into the machine. If an attacker can infect that memory card with malicious code, well, when the uh, memory card is inserted into the machine, it can change the programming running on the voting machine and cause the voting machine to, at the end of the election, um, output whatever results the attacker wants. That ballot programming is
2: created on basically a desktop PC, a workstation somewhere. It's pretty simple. So what I'm saying is, is that if you can't, if you can't, if you cannot prove integrity beyond a shadow of a doubt, then the courts need to get involved and say if there's any chance that these machines can be hacked, or you know, and and they they ought to have independent audits of hackers making these attempts and proving the case, that these things can be vulnerable. Then the courts need to get involved and say, then there's no way that we should allow these machines or mail in balloting or um, ballot harvesting. You know, there's gotta be a chain of custody. And until we get that, I mean, you could also look at the patterns Every single place where these mass mailing, uh, mail-in balloting, 30 days window of voting, every place these have been implemented in states that matter, like Colorado, for example, who started this a long time ago, they, they went blue and they never changed. They, they were a red state or a purple state, then they went blue, and now they're all blue. As a result of this scheme. And you can look at the patterns everywhere you turn. And uh, it just doesn't make any sense. I think one of the keys to election integrity also is going to be um, integrity in polling. Because the one thing that polling skirts around is election fraud. Ballot, you know, fake ballots. Because they're asking real people what their opinions are. And frankly, I'm surprised that the polls don't reflect a 80% favorability for Trump and a less than 20% favorability for Biden. Like, I'm, I'm struggling to even understand how our country, that we could have 20% of the population actually like Joe Biden at this point. I don't understand that. And polls should reflect that. And I think when they do, you know, then you are going to see another series of corruptions from the Democrat Party, uh, doing all sorts of underhanded things, like Gavin Newsom impeaching Joe Biden. They they could do anything that they want because that the the leaders of our country aren't are not the elected officials. We think we think they are. Uh, it's the bureau, bureaucratic wheels of government, the lobbying groups, the corporate money the corporate partnerships, and everything else in between. Well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out MAGAPAC.org. Make a donation if you can, because with your help, we can support America First policies to make America great again. This show is an integral part of that process, because we're doing the research and disseminating the information to you, and your assistance in donating to magapack.org helps. Use redstate over at mypillow.com. And we'll see you next time right on the, the radio. Day. Bye-bye, buddy.